Warning, this is a spoiler-based podcast. If you have not seen 1968's Head, do me a solid favor. Pause this. Stop everything you're doing. Grab your drug of choice or a little tablet, if you will. Uh, place it on your tongue or spark it up. Do whatever you need to do. Come back and join this conversation. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Colt45Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on any podcasting app that's out there. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, you name it, we're out there. Today, Colt45 is powered by... Uh Urban matcha tea with a little bit of mushrooms in it. <laughs> and <laughs> and today our guest is powered by uh, a glass of cold gravy with a hair in it. Guys and gals, it's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. You are now, now listening to Cold 45, the, the only cold movie podcast, podcast that puts it on your chest. chest. Yeah! Welcome everybody to a mind-expanding edition of Cult 45. I'm your host, Beat'em Down. Today I'm joined by, as always, Random Randy Savage. Ladies and gentlemen, for this movie we have a special guest. He was born in the sweet shredded licks of fenders and amps turned all the way up to 11. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the uh, one of the members of the Metal Geeks podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Carrie motherfucking Gordon. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> What's up, man? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, long overdue, man. I apologize. We go way back, and I haven't had yeah, you sure. on, and I'm I'm the worst. But at the same time, like, I don't think I'll do good on Metal Geeks. I feel like I have nothing. I like Aces High. That's my jam. Yeah, you you'd be great, dude. So <laughs> just because just because you're not a metalhead doesn't mean you can't geek out with us. Word, word. Ladies and gentlemen, Carrie's been in this game for God. How, how many years now? You've been you've been doing uh, podcasts. Truthfully, uh, the very first show I ever did was September 7th, 2005. Woo! So coming, coming up on 15 years in a few Woo! months. Yeah. OG, triple and, OG. It is an honor yeah. to have you aboard, man. Seriously, I'm and so glad. Uh, that was the show MSR Cast, which is still going strong, where we just play metal and discuss it, you know? That's fucking awesome, man. Uh, we're super happy to have you on, man. And um, I was like, Carrie, man, if you want to come on, just tell us what movie you want. It doesn't matter, man. Just let me know. And he was like, head. And I was like, what? Because, you know, I wasn't prepared to do any kind of pornographic movies and stuff. I said, like, but if right. this is what Carrie wants, so be it. That's 15 years in the game. We're doing it. And then I realized, like, oh, he meant the monkeys. And um, I'm not well versed in the monkeys. Uh, so Rand- I'll, I'll tell you, the reason why they chose that name, head, is because they wanted it on the poster. They wanted it to be as weird and, and as irreverent as possible. So... The poster, the original movie poster, was just uh, the producer's head on a on a one sheet, and and it says from the from the producers who brought you the monkeys, they now give you head. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. That it's a long way for one joke, but it really worked. Nah, man. I, honestly, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of looking for because at first I was terrified to do this, and uh, I was like, nope, I need to do more digging, more research because I was like, I know there's more to this. And um, it was awesome for me. But, like, let's talk about Randy. What was your first impressions with uh, Head? So when I first saw this movie Thursday, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was it was quite an experience because I don't like I, I only am I only have the wiki version of the monkey information in my head. I know a band exists called the Monkees. That is the extent of my knowledge. And I was like, OK, I get uh, I kind of get what's going on, <laughs> maybe, sort of. But then as I got, when I watched through it, I was like, man, this definitely feels like, this felt like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. Like someone who just <laughs> doesn't want to, doesn't give a fuck anymore. And like, you know what? I'm done. 
that's it. I'm done. That is hilarious. You're you're not far off, man. Yeah, you're you're pretty close to the mark. Now, Carrie, I gotta ask, man. I must know yeah. your first impressions because like I know there's a story behind it, and I'm hella curious. Oh yeah, my my first impressions was not on Thursday. Um, <laughs> my first impressions were. I was probably like 10 years old, man. What? And, yeah. And I was staying at my grandma's place, and we were about to have uh, one of the hurricanes came through. Um, and she's like, okay, we're going to go to the sound warehouse, and I'm going to let you pick out some movies to watch uh, while we're holed up at the house. I'm like, okay. So I had seen the monkeys when the on MTV or VH1 or whatever it was. It's probably MTV back then. Right. And I was like, oh, I like this. I I'm, I was a fan of the band already. So I was like, oh, I've never seen this movie. I want to watch this movie. And it didn't seem that bad. I remember watching it for the first time. I'm like, I didn't understand anything going on. Um, And if you ask the guys in the band, they always make jokes about it. They still don't understand the plot of the movie. Right. <laughs> if there is a plot, plot even. There was a plot to this movie. Uh, I mean, you know kind of like you know. I mean, the, do you know the story about how it was written? Oh yeah, <laughs> like, dude. First of all, something about a pile of coke and Jack Nicholson. That's all I. That's, heard. that's exactly right. <laughs> it was LSD and they weed, sir. Up, they, they they hold up in a, a hotel room. Uh, Jack Nicholson was the main writer. They just all you know bounced ideas off of each other as they were super super high and. Uh, wrote it down and then filmed it. Pretty much it. I mean, honestly, dude, it, it's it's amazing that they were able to keep their hands on the pencil to write this stuff down and not pass the fuck out because this this is sheer insanity. And you could tell when someone's like, wait, 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 what about the part we were talking about earlier? And you could tell that they loop back. It, it's it's interesting, but I feel like uh, I was talking to Randy about this uh, um, off off a uh, mic uh, yesterday. I was like, you know what? I think it makes sense when you watch movies with people who are on drugs to watch it sober but to watch sober movies mm -hmm. on drugs that way you can because i feel like if, if i don't think i could watch this high <laughs> like i feel like i feel like my head would explode be, be blown yeah i, I think it'd be and too it, much yeah totally man i mean people haven't seen this movie and then they've seen the the tv series that was on back in the 60s this is it's the same people but it's they're playing different versions of their characters it's not the saccharine you know, late '60s sitcom versions of themselves. They were sort of um, just playing different versions, like maybe even closer to their real life personas. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Um, for for people who who, who aren't fully uh, you know uh, immersed in monkeys lore, like a uh, real quick abridged version of you know their little backstory. Basically, um, Hard Day's Night came out, and they're like, we want in on this mm -hmm. action. So uh, I think uh, Columbia. And uh, screen gems are like, look, we need to like, you know, like we need we need these types. We need, we need we need the beatnik types. Uh, uh, I think in their like uh, the Friday the Thirteenth of uh, of uh, British bands, kind of, kind of, kind of. And they're like, you know, uh, even in the the little ad in the paper, they're like, you know, please come down for interview. And they meant like from drugs, like don't be high when you come in here. And um, the director, oh, I never I never caught on to that. Yeah, that's what that's yeah. yeah wow. it, it was subtext in, in that in that please ad. Come like, down. Oh yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah, like relax. Don't, don't show up high. Yeah, please, <laughs> please have your shit together because they, they already said well, we want Ben Frank types, which is like a uh, ben, yeah, little type. Yeah, little, little cool beatnik uh, bar that like, hang out back in the sixties and stuff. So like yep. Bob Raffleson, uh, the director, uh, you know, like when he was when, when when everybody got their gig and everybody you know um, 
came through because he had Davy Jones, a little tiny cute guy. Uh, he was in uh, Oliver. He was the Arful Dodger, right? Uh, so they're like, boom, we got to get him. Uh, Peter Tork, uh, you know, really cool musician. He knew uh, he knew Stills from uh, uh, what's his face, uh, Stephen Stills. Stephen Stills. Yep. And um, he uh, he also uh, uh, what's he call it? Um, he also tried to get into the to the uh, audition, but he didn't make it through. And uh, but Peter did. That's right. And then you had no Peter was a real musician. And then you had uh, Mike. No, the other Mike. Uh, Mike. Um, Michael Nesmith. Yeah, Michael Nesmith. Uh, he he's a real musician also, and he got on. And then you had a uh, child actor, uh, Mikey. Mikey. Uh, I can't pronounce Mickey. Mickey. A lot, of, a lot of M's and P's in this. Yeah, the fact that there's a Michael and a Mickey fucks me up all the time. But yeah, but Mickey. Yep. He's a child star. <laughs> he was in like he was like what Boy That's Circus right. or Circus Boy. Circus Boy. Yeah. And uh, you know, so like they had their group there, so that like you know, and people made fun of them. You know, uh, the people who weren't young made fun of them for being like you know prefabricated, and they were. But because like, even what's even crazier is um because a lot of them thought they were going to be like playing music like no we already made the tracks we already had the stuff we have songs written by neil fucking diamond so they're basically right. set i didn't know that i dude i didn't know neil diamond wrote some of these songs i was like no wonder they went off no wonder they went number one it's neil goddamn diamond even That's i respect right. they, Mr. Had, diamond. they had a lot of amazing songwriters and like you said when they they get they were hired to play a part on a tv show the most of the music was already done all they had to do was go in and, and sing and i mean that's and it was the same group that did the, the background music for like the Beach Boys and right. all these other bands. So it wasn't like any it was anything weird or anything different. It was just now they're on TV and people were comparing them to the Beatles, you know? Right. So like, you know, they had what, two seasons. Um, they tried to do a third, but these guys didn't want to do this shit anymore. They're just like they're kind of over it and they want to do their own shit. Yep. And I think uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Gary, uh, all the songs on this are like 100 percent these four guys. Right. Um, no. Damn. <laughs> You're thinking of, they did do an album called Headquarters that was all of them, but um, I think some of my favorite music from this band is on this soundtrack. No, it's a pretty, I, it's a pretty I decent listen to soundtrack. The soundtrack all the time. It's a pretty decent soundtrack, and we're actually going to rate each of these songs a uh, one out of ten as we uh, go oh. along through this uh, oh, story. Wow. Uh, I mean, oh, I, not every single one, not every single one. I'll, I'll, I'll highlight them. Okay, we could, we could. I'm, I'm down for that. But uh, I'll come down for that. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But like this is basically post their two their two um the two seasons and uh, uh the same guy who actually what's even funny um their original pilot like shit the bed but the uh the director of this movie was like no dude like their audition tapes are so good that he he decided to like redo the pilot and add in uh clips from their audition tapes to see how they really work they right. they killed their auditions and like then the pilot took off and then they fucking uh just skyrocketed the fucking stardom and it, it's, it's technically lightning in a bottle but at the same time like you're getting like base prototypical ingredients of like a boy band of like an sync. you you have been reading the wiki yeah man <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of information it's true yeah that's cool yeah, man it's... and bob raffleson uh raffleson I, I guess um he you know went on to become a very famous director he used the money from this movie whatever little money they made to go straight into uh easy rider which are the very which put him on the map, basically. Yeah, dude, this is very crucial, and dude, so it's so insane. Like this, there's so much, in, just so many crazy layers to this movie. So let's just get into it, guys, as best as we can. <laughs> let's try to, because I remember, guys, we're walking through the memoirs of a very hard acid slash weed trip, with, 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 peppered with cocaine. <laughs> so here we go. Stay behind us. If you get lost, you're on your own. Pretty much. Uh, so we Tempered got with a lot of different ingredients, I'm sure. Oh my God. Right. 
So we start with this uh, very hilarious uh, bridge ceremony that's about to be unveiled. There's going to be a ribbon cutting ceremony. We have this goofy ass ma- uh, mayor who doesn't matter, guys. All you know is the mic is hot. <laughs> he can't talk. And oh shit, here comes the monkeys. Hey, hey. It's the monkeys, guys. And they're running for their fucking lives. We don't know what's happening. It doesn't matter because uh, Mickey takes a fucking jump off the goddamn bridge. We go into slow motion. He falls for seven days, more or less. <laughs> Lots of uh, cut. And we cut into the, the intro song, the uh, porpoise song. I'm gonna tell you right out, right out of the gate. That's a ten out of ten for me. Yeah, I love this song. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. Meh. Um, <laughs> Meh. Yeah. Meh. What would you get out of ten? Really? What would you get out of ten, dude? Out of ten, it's like a six. Oh, you go fuck yourself. What? You go fuck yourself, dude. I'm sorry. I like. I don't like. I, I don't like hang music. It always makes me <laughs> sleepy. And that's what all that's a lot of these songs are. It's just hang music. It's just like songs that play for nine minutes straight. And it's just like crazy riffs and like electric and synthesizers. And I'm like, that's cool. Nah, man, you don't get if it. If you bro. have nothing, if you have to roll and separate seeds and stuff, that's what you listen to. Nah, bro. But if you if you bit I, into I a delicious fucking homemade taco and that music kicked in, it'll make sense to you. That that no, feeling of bliss that, and nirvana. That's not the music that plays in my head when I make a homemade taco. Oh no, no, don't you, don't you, don't you bring that in here, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I heard the accent. Don't you dare, not playing. Um, but yeah, like so. Basically, that song was actually. <laughs> that song was actually written by um, Jerry Goffin and Carol King. Where where are they from? Because I, I don't know anything about those guys. Oh, Carol King was like a very. She's a very very famous uh, musician. Um, lots of um. Number one hits in her career too. No shit. It gets super trippy though, guys. Cause we have—I mean, basically he's in a swimming pool, but we got like negative filters of colors slapped together. There's fucking mermaids coming out of nowhere, and they bring them back Lost up to the dissolve. top. It's—it's it, it's insane. And um, we're cutting to like this random hottie just making out with each of the uh, monkeys. And like, <laughs> I try to overthink it. I was like, are, are, is this them taking hits of drugs? Is she the embodiment of drugs? And then I was quickly. Mm-hmm shown that that's not the case because Mike Nesmith was like yeah so what'd you think and she's like about even so she's basically seeing who's the best kisser I guess Yep. yep. I think Davey was though because heaven opened up for 2.5 seconds when she kissed him that was weird but he's the heartthrob so it is that weird. always happened on the show too so anytime uh, girls would look at Davey or kiss Davey they would get the little stars in their eye or he would get the stars in their eyes and the heavens would open up and it was all beautiful that was a, uh... a, a throwback joke to that Real quick, so we gotta we, we gotta talk about the, the individual monkeys like real quick fast. So yeah, we have Davy Jones, the little tiny guy, heartthrob, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we got Paul, Peter. I'm sorry, I'm sorry not Paul. Uh, Peter Tork. Peter Tork. Why am I saying Paul? <laughs> Thinking of the Beatles. I think so. <laughs> we we got Peter Tork, who's uh yes. he, he's the dumb one in the show, right? His character is a dumb one. He's one of the smartest ones uh, out of the the four guys. But yeah, he's a he was actually one of the real musicians too. Right. He can play like 15 instruments. He's amazing. You got uh, Mikey, who's my favorite. He, I think he's Mike the wild Nesmus. card. Don't call him Mike. Say what? Mike Nesmith, yeah. No, I'm talking about... Um, uh, uh, talk about Mickey. Yeah. Mickey, god damn it. Mickey. Mickey and Mike. Mickey I, and Mike. Don't, don't confuse them. Uh, this is, this is going to be difficult, guys. 
I got your back, man. I got yeah. you. So Mickey is my favorite. This was hard enough. They're like they all had the same haircut, so <laughs> white face blindness was just like it's the same dude having one guy having these problems right over and over again. No, nah, but uh, but uh, M- Mickey. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Mickey's my favorite. I think is he the wild card? I feel like he's the wild card. Yeah, pretty much. He feels yeah, like the he's wild the, card. the the clown, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then we have Mike Nesmith, who's the fucking. <laughs> he's the serious one. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the dad. He's the dad of the group. Oh my god! If there was a dad. Yeah, he's he's he he's the one I worry about the most. And then I looked up everything. I was like, oh yeah, I was right. <laughs> yep. He's a he's a character in real life. Uh, I've over the years, my favorites have sort of changed and morphed. Um, and I've I've fortunately in my life, I've met all four of the monkeys during shit. during my life. Um, Mike Nesmith, I met him two years ago when he played. I, I bought like a meet and greet ticket when he was here in the Heights. Oh wow! And it was like it was like one of those amazing life moments for me because I've always wanted to meet the guy, never have. Um, but. He was super cool. He spent a few minutes with everybody, and I got him to sign this. Um, you know the the artist Joe Eisma, the no. comic book artist. Uh, I got him to to paint or to draw all four of the monkeys in black metal makeup. Holy shit! So I, I got him to sign that, and he's like, "Oh, is that Kiss?" So I was like, "Sure, yeah, but Kiss." Yeah, don't yeah, like, don't don't explain to him. <laughs> He'll, he'll, That's right. He'll go off on you. And he he's super cool. He's super nice. Uh, I was wearing my Metal Geek shirt, and he asked me about. He's like, "Oh, I like that. What is that? Tell me about that." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, that's awesome. It was it was weird. It's weird when you when you meet people that you've idolized for your whole life, and they're actually turn out to be nice. Yeah, because yeah. it'd have been really it's sad. Not, it's if a good you, feeling like, if you punched a hole in the wall when you try to fucking give them the thing. To- <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm not doing this shit anymore. Punch a hole in the wall. He's like, this would have been your face. But um <laughs> Which he did he did do that. Yes, supposedly. He did. That's a that's maybe no it's not really confirmed. Anytime he's asked about that, he's like, Yeah, it might have happened. Yeah, that means it absolutely did happen. It's some G shit too, because uh uh he was uh, he was unhappy with the amount of money they were trying to give them to pay him off because he knew they were getting ripped off. Uh, as far as the uh, contracts are concerned, and he uh, yeah, he wanted he wanted them to be able to write and uh, produce and and record their own music. That was that was the main catalyst behind that, which happened with uh, headquarters. So you, I feel like this movie is like some sort of like message to everybody of like their frustration just in general with the whole, just the whole monkeys experience. If you look even deeper, it's a. Uh, it's about the whole um, movie experience, the 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 movie system that was going on during the sixties. It's a to slap you in the face to everything that was going on. So, it's if you, I know film schools and there's books and stuff like that that have studied this book and how it uh, tries to deconstruct the the movie system back in the sixties. Hmm. Let's talk about this intro real quick. Cause, yeah. uh, cause I once, 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 <laughs> once a boy Mike uh, Nesmith gets you know rejected by this chick because he was trying to smash. Can't blame him. And uh, we get a bunch of screens that actually show every single vignette that happens in this movie ahead of time, and they're literally uh-huh. like telling you what's about to happen. Um, and and they uh, you know, uh, are self referential to themselves. Cause they uh, it, it, one of the lyrics in this little quick little vaudevillian song they do. Um, they said a manufactured image with no philosophies. They're talking about just them and them, like the brand, the monkeys itself. Um, yep. I like how when it said, uh, when you see the end in sight, the beginning may arrive, which basically talk about how, you know, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
one one thing that really like stuck out to me is that you'll say we're manufactured that that will all agree so make your choice and we'll rejoice in never being free and i'm like huh there's a lot there's a lot to dig just yeah. right, 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 off, right off that shit. We're not going to get too deep into it because we got to talk about this whole insane So movie. the lyrics to that were actually written by Jack Nicholson. Oh, uh, that that, wow. <laughs> I can see. Because, I mean, you got to remember back then when this was happening, Jack Nicholson was not who he is now. He was just a, a B-movie actor who wanted to, you know, write a movie. And he was friends with Bob Rafelson. So they're like, hey, let's just let's do a monkey's movie. And he, you know, met him and they all got along and it just happened. Now, um, for our Patreon listeners, we, we we did the Five Bloods not too long ago. I am so tired of seeing the Saigon execution, dog. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. I don't want to see it anymore because, <laughs> like, we see on the rest of the screens, uh, uh, when Van Lim, the guy that got shot in the head um, in the Saigon execution, as he gets blasted in the head, we see a woman screaming in terror. And you're thinking it's about that, but no, 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 no. She's screaming because the monkeys are here. And it's just like, it's a lot and um they're all coming out because they're about to go do a show right you think you think and they're like give me a w give me an a give me an r what does it spell war and then we cut into just a vignette of them uh basically at war now they're deep in the trenches goofing around and shit and i gotta give a huge shout out because uh <laughs> our boy peter has to go get ammo and he runs in to fucking ray nitschke <laughs> hall of famer of the green right. bay fucking packers dude and i'm sorry i think he's just full of ct at this point Cause he is just—I mean—he's wearing Peter the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, he's like headbutting the hell out of him, tearing this shit up, dude. That shit does not look comfortable at all. And it's just—it's just insane to me. Cause like I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And then we have um uh our boy Mikey, sorry Mickey, uh who didn't want to wear his helmet. And I kept having like visions of uh, Saving Private Ryan and uh, Starship mm-hmm. Troopers. And I'm just like, is he gonna die? And then he like plays like he got fucked up, and he just gets back up like meh. <laughs> It's too much. It's too much, man. So that's like, his, uh, he's he's known for overacting like that sometimes. He I, honestly, I like him a lot, dude. He he cracks me the yeah. fuck up. He really, uh, dude. And then I found out he was like a director for Boy Meets World. Yeah, he's been a he was been a director for many many years. Um, yeah, he's like still like the BBC. He's still part of the group too. Him and uh, Mike have been touring together. Uh, they are the only two surviving members, and they right. have uh, they're doing the Mike and Mickey show, which. You know, was supposed to, I was supposed to go see it soon, but you know, with current situations in the world, they it got moved. Of course, no, we're, we're naming it now because we we're trying to be cute and not say coronavirus, uh-huh. but like not now that we might still have to be in lockdown, even longer. It's coronavirus. Fuck you guys. Yep. You guys suck. Okay, fine. Coronavirus. You made us stay in the house for nothing anyway. Coronavirus. It's destroyed 2020. That's all I got to say. All of it. Uh-huh. All of it. All of it's gone. So, so as as they're about to head into actual battle, we actually cut into a live performance now, which is pretty dope. And we hear the song Circle Sky. I'm giving this an 8 out of 10. I like Circle Sky a lot. Written by Michael Nesmith, actually. Nice, nice. Randy, what about you? You gonna, you gonna bum us out? What you got? Sure. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a seven. Seven out of ten. <laughs> so I mean, it was a six, and you went up a point. It went up a point. <laughs> it, had a, it wasn't as slow as possible. Yeah. What, what about you, Carrie? <laughs> um, I it's not one of it's. 
This is weird because I, I like a lot of their music. Uh, I listen to them all the time. It's like my go-to happy if I want to. If I'm in a bad mood, right? Um, and I would probably give it an eight. It's not my favorite song, but it's it's really really good. The opening riff is what sells it for me. That's why that's why. But it doesn't follow up with how good that opening riff is. So I'm like eight out of ten. But um, the footage is being interlaced with more Vietnam footage. What's that? You want another Saigon execution? You got it. Here it is. And I like how um, it's like a, you got juxtapose of like you know Vietnamese people being in horror watching the uh, show of uh, the Vietnam War, and then yeah. we have chicks screaming in ecstasy as they watch these four white guys fucking play some amazing tunes. You know the the weird thing about that is there's a the in the TV series they never made it as a band. They were a struggling band. They never they weren't the monkeys like they were really? in real life. Yeah, so yeah. in the TV series, they never made it as a band. They were always struggling for money and all this kind of stuff. So the movie is completely different. I mean, they're still in the same uh, house they were in during the TV series, but in the movie, they've made it as a band. It's like the real version of themselves, you know? Huh, interesting. Yeah, because um, cause I think uh, Mickey made comments on how like reality and like you know, uh, fake mm-hmm. shit was kind of getting blurred because it was like, they're not they weren't i mean they're technically a tv band like they're the departures family more or less yeah yeah but th- their albums fucking sell i mean what do you think will happen if you put neil, neil diamond in the room like what do, you, what do you think is gonna happen seriously guys jesus so. made sweet caroline for christ's sake like, a- anyway moving on Just- and before we move on if you have not heard the album that came out about three years ago good times it is phenomenal really, really? it really is yeah they there's a couple of songs on there that have made it in the Rolling Stone top 100 of, of the decade. Hmm. Oh, wow. So I would check it out. I mean, it's really, really good. And it's written by people that, uh, you know, uh, from Weezer and all these different bands and things like that. So it's sort of modern songwriters, you know, but it, it sounds really good too. Huh. I'm, gonna t- I'm definitely going to check that out. So these poor bastards get bum rushed. And I always wonder what would happen with these chicks that chase after them. Like, what would what would they do? And I guess they wouldn't horrifically tear them to shreds. <laughs> Right. They they approach the stage and they just ransack this motherfucker. And I, I'm thinking these guys are dead, but apparently the monkeys know uh, substitution jutsu, and they swap their bodies out with uh, wooden dummies. Um, I saw this really cool uh, like mini documentary uh, with with uh, Bob Rolfson's talking about that scene in particular, saying that it like it wouldn't matter. Like they just want the image of them so bad. Like it wouldn't matter if they were just wooden dummies. It's it's all the same to these fans. I was like, Jesus, that is. That's a dark way of looking at it. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Also, really cool story. When this movie was starting, uh, and like this is like Bob's first movie that he was going to be directing, right? The monkeys aren't there. And he's about to freak the fuck out. <laughs> and they're like, hey, guys, because um, they got stand-ins. And he's like, I'm probably going to just film this with stand-ins. But somebody was going to try to stop Bob from like doing, like doing getting this shit started. Bob literally said he just did a couple of bumps of coke, ran after the guy that was going to try to stop him, and he threw him down some fucking stairs. <laughs> Uh, it's like I'm making this fucking movie. That's how movies get made, guys? Yeah, that's how the sausage right. is made, folks. Stairs and cocaine. <laughs> I was just like, honestly, I hate to say this. After hearing that story, I was like, I really like Bob. I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> He's a go getter, man. That's my fucking movie. Yeah, hey, I respect it. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> and he said he kind of has a reputation. I was like, you think? You think, buddy? So we get like some. I think I'm just like angry guy, but I'm not really that angry. Yeah, right, right. He tries to play, but like, I wouldn't. I wasn't gonna hurt him. Yeah, you. Yeah, you were. I wasn't gonna hurt him. Just gonna knock some teeth in. <laughs> right. So we get like the little channel change uh, transition and stuff. Shout out to Ralph Williams of Ford. Right. 
<laughs> and I think was this a clip from the producers oh, yeah. with this uh, with this white chick tap dancing her fucking ass off? I I don't know what it's from. Yeah, you're my my one of my favorite lines of that movie. Um, they show a clip from an old '40s movie. I don't know. I don't even know what it is, but the the supernatural line. Oh, um, cause that that was what's his face uh, to play Dracula, right? Yeah, it looked like Bill it. Bill Lugosi, like yeah. Peter, what? No. Vincent Price? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know how to name. Lugosi. It was Bella, right? Yeah. Yes. Supernatural baloney. Supernatural, perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not. Yeah. It's, it's I love a, that line. It's such an interesting line because hearing him just say baloney is just weird. But we cut to our boy Mikey. <laughs> Dying in the desert, getting blue bottle by empty Coke machine, and I, I put in my uh, notes. That's uh, that, that's 2020. That's, yeah. ba- that's basically yep. 2020 in a nutshell. Just just getting blue ball by empty Coke machine in the, in the middle of nowhere. I love how they play the Coke uh, jingle. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably one of the funniest things for me, guys. <laughs> There's this sheik fucking flying down the sand dunes, right? And all you hear him saying is pss, pss, and he gets up close to him. It says Psst, again, and it's in uh, subtitles, and he just fucks off. And I'm just like, "What the fuck was that?" I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying laughing, dude, because I I swore it was gonna be. I really thought that was like this is where the story begins. And I'm just like, this is this is gonna be ridiculous. Because they led up to it about him, they showing him coming down the dune and all that, and the and then it's nothing. It it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing. And uh, that's when I thought this movie was going to be like a Tim and Eric kind of thing or that movie 43 <laughs> where it's like we were just yeah. going to see a bunch of things that don't make sense with each other. So get ready for that. For the that's most- a great comparison, man. Tim and Eric, it does it it there's a plot or a loose plot but it doesn't really mean anything. Right. That's that's really what impresses me about this movie though. Is like 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 I know in context when you if you try to go see that thinking of what you know back then you're fucked but when you get like the entire like mythos of what's going on like it's a it's a better movie and like it weirdly it's 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 it's, it's timely with the cameos but timeless with just the way that they handle like this entire fucking film it's weird mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. also Italian army out of nowhere with a tank <laughs> and they just surrender because Mickey's American, and that's it. And they just Americano, fuck off. Americano, Americano. Yeah, they just fuck off. And honestly, Randy, do you blame Mickey for doing what he does next? No, that's exactly what I've done. Especially if the machine is empty, piece of shit. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would explode it with a tank if I could. <laughs> Can we all agree that the Coke machine is like the the antithesis of villains in this entire film, right? Yeah, that and it's um, you know destroying commercialism, which they definitely. Mm. Talk about and feature in this movie a lot. Yes, they do. Or it's how commercialism actually controls the 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 tides of war out in the desert in the in the Middle East. Mm. Yeah, mm. and the media. And the media. Interesting guys, we're getting we're getting real heady here, guys. Um, <laughs> well, <gasps> like the movie. I saw what you did there. <laughs> well, fuck all that, guys. Belly dancers. When are they not hot? When are belly dancers not hot? Seriously. Serious. Well, at least there's a couple movies. in there. At least I'm not gonna say. Oh no, I was I was feeling them all. <laughs> I was I was feeling all of them. They were they were getting it in. But um, they they're hanging this... out, <laughs> drinking or smoking uh, hashish or whatever it was in those. I'm I'm just gonna say it's good old fashioned hookah. They got they got to come down eventually. But um, I don't think it was regular hookah. Oh there. no, I'm, I'm black dragon opium. <laughs> Does it So 
we'll get the song Can You Dig It. This one I'm definitely giving a six out of ten. I wasn't feeling this one as much. Can you really? You don't dig it? I did I not dig, dig it. This one. Twas not dug. This one was like. This is a uh, song that was actually written by Peter Tork. Now, um, the thing about you got to remember about some of the music from the band is they didn't write all of their music. Um, Mickey Dolan's only wrote like two or three songs in their entire uh, career. Mm. Uh, not, not true. So, some the ones that made it out. There's a lot of songs that came out later, but um, Peter Tork didn't write that many either. And it's so weird to have two of his songs on the soundtrack, which is was really cool you know Damn. that's neat i did like the the hookah to finger transition where uh there's this lady who's been who's been snake bitten she's like please suck the poison up before it reaches my heart you know who that is right no it's terry gar the actress what was she in because like i like because um i researched everybody else and i actually missed her and i know she didn't deserve it who was uh who's the name sounds vaguely familiar um i'm gonna pull up her discography real quick i'm trying to find how something that she was in young frankenstein um close Close encounters of the third kind uh bunch of those mr mom all these movies um you know what the way hollywood does uh white women i literally get face blindness it's not it's not fair like they have to be distinct in some (laughs) way or like, like well, this is the very that was the very first thing she ever did. So like, oh, shit. this is a little small part. There, there were, there were other. It was so sad. Like, I gave her the least recognition. I recognized everybody else and like put them in my notes. So, uh, thank you for doing that because I, I totally snubbed her and she didn't deserve any of that. I, uh, <laughs> I, I was kind of laughing because she's fucking dying now because like, uh, uh, Mikey's not paying any attention. She's like, he's looking dead at uh, Mike, and uh, Mike is wounded, but he's like destroying every single Native American that's coming his way. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 Mikey's like, man, you know what? Fuck. He started kicking the chick. Like, wake up, stop, stop acting. I don't know why that was cracking me up. She's like, stop, Mickey. Mikey, damn it, damn it. I'm gonna stop you every time. Man. It's gonna happen every time, dude. Just just let it go. It's, it's hard. It's hard. How do you? Oh, don't let it go. I think it's hilarious. It's the worst. It's killing. <laughs> it, like like deep down, it's killing me on the inside. I'm like, there's no way I can edit this out now. It's just I'm just gonna keep. I gotta be perfect. But uh, yeah, uh, Mikey, Mickey, Mickey. Mickey, Mickey. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't back. tell you. I couldn't tell you, Mikey from Adam right now. So it's fine. No, dude. I'm after this show. I'm literally gonna be staring in the mirror, pointing at myself, saying Mickey over and over again. It's, it's, it's gonna be a thing. Um, but yeah, it's like, Mickey's over it. I love how he takes two arrows to the chest and he's like, Ah, fuck, stop! Like I'm over it. And he walks straight through the fucking background, dude. He's like, Fuck this shit. Literally, we go into another scene that's going to be referenced again, again for some reason, and it's like uh, Davy doing the worst violin acting uh, playing of that shit, and then that shit's over, and um, they're just fucking off, and we get <laughs> shout out, dude. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like this guy Tim Carey is like the precursor to Nicolas Cage. Is he not? I thought he was Nicolas Cage. <laughs> just like. Was it not Nicolas Cage? It looked just like him. Like he, it felt like Nicolas Cage was just yelling. Cause that's what he's known for. Like this guy's known for. Yeah, just... he was known for playing like weird manic characters. He was the Nicolas Cage of his time. It's kind of cool <laughs> because he's like, because I didn't realize he was a marketing guy. Because he's like, I've been looking for you guys. Where, where have you been hiding? And he's like, check this out. Because he calms down. Like he, he powers down. He's like, check this out. Like Italian kids, bl- blonde wigs for kids. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> Right. And he's just like, and they walk away from him. He's like, "Don't you leave me!" And um, 
you know, when when uh, the monkeys were doing their show, apparently there were social pariahs. Like like nobody really like wanted to like whenever they come to sit down, people would get up and leave because they're just these beatnik kids. Like they were, even though like the looks for me, like when you know when, when I see their you know their look and their style from back in the day, it doesn't it looks tame to me. But that shit was completely wild to people there. And uh, everyone, like, everyone in the cafeteria just says, fuck this shit. And they just get up and leave because the monkeys are here. Like, they're, they're giving each other signals. There's, like, smoke signals, whistles. A guy throws a pot at a dude to get his attention so he can tell everybody to get the fuck out. Because uh, they're coming. Because Davey, Mike, and Mickey. <laughs> I had to think it through. Uh, yeah, all y'all go to hell. And uh, <laughs> they're coming and they leave. And we're left with Paul and... This actor, Who? sorry, God damn it, God damn it, Paul, Peter. Fuck, <laughs> Luke, John, and Peter. God <laughs> damn it, yeah, fucking Peter. God, why do I keep saying Paul? <sighs> so Judas, Peter, and then shut up. So Peter, <laughs> Peter's holding this ice cream cone. It's just melting in his hand because he doesn't. He bought it. He didn't want it. He didn't want to waste it because they're starving Chinese kids. But shout out to TC Jones, um, which. I looked up because like uh, I, I was honestly I thought it was just a, a, a portly woman and then later we found out it's a dude and I was curious about T.C. Jones because uh, he's a he, uh, he is a famous female impersonator that is the title one of the original uh, drag queens I guess pretty much oh and the press wasn't the beast that it is now then so all I know about T.C. Jones is he was married to a woman passed away at 50 the end yeah no, passed away like two or three years after. Played this a lot movie. of women, apparently. Huh. He played a shit ton of chicks. Like that was his. That was his thing. That was his. That was his gimmick. And uh, yeah, so I don't. I was. I, I, he would have been canceled nowadays. No, maybe not. Maybe not. There, there, I feel like there's a lot to that that will never be known because he'd, he'd be a get. He'd be a guest host on uh, RuPaul. That's what I think. Yeah, I think. I think he'd yeah. be like one of the like, like one of the. Like the old school, like go to people, but like the fact that he passed away at fifty was like, God damn, Jesus! But man, was that banter snappy between all of them? God damn, just high class, high level snark from everybody in this whole scene. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, because they 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 knew they knew that this waitress was gonna fuck their food up. Like they just didn't even <laughs> they didn't even bother. And I love how like Dave was That's like one of my favorite lines, like. The, the glass of cold gravy with a hair in it. But I know I'm going to get a hair in it. Yeah, just go ahead. Just fuck it. And then then, um, then, then Mickey is like, just, I forgot what he ordered, but it, it's a recipe for stank-ass breath. And she's like, yeah, I'll throw some mouthwash on the house. And I'm just like, God, y'all are just constantly. And um, I love how like Davey pulls her to the side. And he's like, hey, like let's go somewhere. <laughs> we'll never, we'll see. never see each other again. Yeah. <laughs> That was kind of dope. And he gets popped in the face and we get another transition of Davy Jones getting softly getting the brakes beaten off him by Sonny yeah. fucking Liston. And honestly, right. honestly, he is a heavyweight legend. I don't think he knows how to pull punches. So I, I forgave him for these like goofy looking soft hits because I don't think he knows how to like fake a punch. Not kill a guy. Yeah. <laughs> he would he would Adam smash Davy's face. And he's just getting the shit beat out of him, dog. And it's it's just hilarious. And we um everyone's like, stay down, please. <laughs> please, Davey. And um he has a flashback where we cut back to fucking retro smoke show. Annette uh Fucinello. Fucinello. Fucinello, whatever. 
Yeah, she's she's crazy hot. Former Musketeer and uh, one of the, the main hottie in all the uh, Frankie Avalon Beach movies back in the day. Mm-hmm. But That's she right. is stupid hot, and like she's begging him not to be a boxer and shit. And it's like this, uh, this is all this little goofy story about him being. I think it's like a Golden Boy riff. Mm. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I really want to be a violinist, but I, I don't want to do that. I want to box. And I love how he's like, I, but I, I get to pick the, I get to pick the guy. So it was like a weird behind the scenes thing where he's like, he's going through yep. this murderous row of people and he picks out Sonny Liston of all people. And the guy, That's right. I like his face. He has a nice smile. And it, I love how he's like, he's like, don't hit me in the face. Yeah. Million, million dollar head here. Oh, I fucking started dying. I was like, you're going to die. So don't, let's not let's not forget uh, a lot of movies and TV shows did not break the fourth wall like they do now, which is sort of you know sort of common in, in this type of, of things. Mm-hmm. They did it in the TV show, and they definitely did it in this movie. There was a lot of fourth wall breaking where there was where the audience got to see not really what they were supposed to see. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like that scene right there, he's picking out the boxer. It's like that's that's a behind the scenes saying and then another part where they're leaving um that little diner again and the producers are there and everything you're not supposed to see that kind of stuff in a movie right and it, hmm. it's it's fucking amazing because um because you know a lot of goofy shit happens uh basically where uh, uh mikey uh, gets mad because mickey. what god damn it mickey mickey you know you know, you know okay i don't want to do this all show, it's e- i it's really easy. don't <laughs> it's not Cause Cause you do. This chick was named Minnie. I'm looking at the fucking thing and I see Mikey every time. Like I, I've always had this issue, guys. All right. Yeah, just think of Mickey Mouse, dude. There I'm trying. Go. I swear to God, I'm trying. I hate this is this is torture. This is like <laughs> this is low key torture right now. So okay, we we I hate I hate both of y'all so much. But um, Mikey, Mikey I loses it. it. Mikey loses it because Mike told him that Mickey, he's a right. dummy. No, Mike told right. Mickey he's a dummy. Right there, you right. go. See, see, you look at goddamn. So, <laughs> so Mickey loses his shit. No, Mikey, fuck. <laughs> Mickey loses his shit and he runs to the fucking. <laughs> he he's basically doing what I want to do right now. He runs into the ring right. and proceeds to punch <laughs> everybody in the face. Fucking Davy catches it. Excellent sell job by Davy. Davy fucking he he owns that that punch to the face. Liston goes down ugly. Everyone's getting hit and there's this uh, character. Her name is Sally Silicone. Which is like this hot blonde with big old boobs, right? Like one of the, I feel like one of the uh, first pioneers to ever experience silicone, <laughs> ever. That's why she got named after it. It's awesome. Well, she's actually she the first ever topless, like public topless uh, dancer, Carol Dota. She's like like the first public topless dancer. And I was like, I, just seeing that title was like, what? Okay. I guess, I guess they could track that. Regardless, she gets knocked the fuck out. It doesn't matter. These are the best oil men in the whole world. It's like, okay. How do we keep track of these things? It, it doesn't matter. But she she gets cold cocked too. It, it's just pandemonium. And then I love how, uh, oh, because I accidentally put Paul in the goddamn notes. That's why I fucked myself up. But Peter, I was on some Bible shit. Peter uh, chimes in and, and he reminds Mickey that he is indeed the dummy of the show. It's always the dummy. It's always me. <laughs> And we cope. So yeah, that's that's a uh, a of you know back to the show where Peter was the dummy on the TV show, um, but he was like in real life he's like he was like one of the most spiritual, most uh, you know smartest one of them. But he played the dummy on the show, so he was. I love that that callback to the series where he's like, no no no, I'm the dummy. Remember, I'm the dummy. 
I felt bad for him though. <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why. We we cut back to the melting ice cream like like it never happened. And um, I put in my notes. Uh, Peter makes the server the survey by whipping up a knuckle sandwich and cold cocks the shit out. I, it wasn't warranted because he's like, "How you doing?" Uh, I think he said, "Come see, come saw." Mm-hmm. And it just warned her, just getting her shit punched out. And we and we realize it's a man, baby. <laughs> the wig comes Great. off, fourth wall shatters, and we see literally Dennis Harper from Easy Rider in the yep. background, uh, uh, along with uh, in that outfit too. Yeah, in the exact. Yeah. I didn't catch any of this in like the <laughs> two times that I've seen it. Jack Nicholson makes a quick cameo. The director makes a quick cameo. Everybody's in there trying to, because, yep. you know, because uh, Peter's upset about the image. You know, he's like, hey, man, kids, kids are going to watch this. They're not. He's like, kids are going to watch this, man. I don't want them. I don't, don't want to promote this. You know how I feel about violence. It was just a really weird, real-ish kind of feeling thing. And, and, and I know that was just a mind-bending thing for anybody watching this on any substance that's never seen the fourth wall getting broken. Because, you know, Deadpool yeah. makes it, it, it's a thing. It's just whatever. Like, who cares? No big deal. Yeah, it's common that's now. Right. But yeah, back in the 60s, that did not happen. So what are you doing? It's like breaking kayfabe. So, um, <laughs> so we have like this weird thing because like somebody's just throwing fake snow on them and then like we just transition to like actual mountains and um, we get this like long song. Um, As we go along, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. It, it, it's uh, a this the nature song, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's a beautiful song. What? Yeah, five. A, no, three, three. <laughs> wow, three out of ten. Jesus. Jesus, I fell asleep right here. I was, I was. Oh out. well, I mean, if you, it did its job. It's supposed to calm you down. This is, this is where I fell asleep completely. Gone. You know what? <sighs> you need help, Randy. You got you, you got to enjoy things for what they are, man. So something something's supposed to make you calm down, you know. And it did. It worked like gangbusters. Like, <laughs> like preludes. I was, I was out. <laughs> you just don't like beautiful music. I I get it. It's all right. That's fine. I mean, basically, That's fine. it's like you, 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 <laughs> the music you listen how, to. Is, how am I gonna like? I listen to screamo. And Japanese ska bands, and that's what gets me through the day. <laughs> oh, well, that okay. That explains everything. So we um we we transition to like I just put Hell Factory. This is like one of the like it's kind of funny, but it's terrifying at the same time. People are just dying left and right in this factory from just mm. overwork, uh, just bad practices. <laughs> you know that Amazon. you know that you know that sign that says how many days from the last accident. You know that keeps on refreshing. <laughs> I didn't see it. Was it was well, it? I'm do- no, it wasn't really in the movie, but oh, you know, the, like, oh yeah, it it was just blink zero. It was a key blinking zero. zero. Like as soon as it goes yeah. up to one, nope, zero. Like people were just dying left and right, man. And like, was the guy drinking blood? What was Probably. that? I thought it was chocolate milk or something. I don't know what it was. It looked it looked suspicious because like toxic waste. It might have been because like Davy is just like guys, y'all, y- y'all do not see the horror that's happening right now. It's like. <laughs> It's like, come on, man. Let's keep going. People being pulled on journeys. Trying to turn them back. Like, you guys, you guys notice these things around us? Nah, let's keep walking. I feel like for just goodwill towards Asian people, like that one Asian dude did survive because they kept showing the fucking Saigon execution. Mm-hmm. So like, the Asian dude has like a narrow miss, and he's he's fine. That's oh, and I didn't put those two together. That's right. Just some goodwill. Just like nah, he's okay, guys. I know. I know we're going hard here. Those Amazon boxes, heavy box. Yeah, dude. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> giant 30 pound dildo falls on the sky. <laughs> Why does anyone need these? It's our seventh man that died from a fake ass. This is the worst. But, um, <laughs> damn you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> So they get locked into this room, which is essentially the black, the first appearance of the black box, right? To some extent. Yes. Um, which is weird. Okay. Uh, a little behind the scenes, the, they used to actually have a black box on the set of the monkeys because the producers and the studio didn't want them to go off the lot to go party. So they created this black box for them where they could just go in there and party. So when they needed him to go on set, all they had to do was get him out of the box. Yeah, they had like a cool little light system that was like a color code thing. So like they'll have one, like whatever whatever guy will have a particular color. So when the color yep. comes on, like unfortunately they're high as fuck in the box. So they just, <laughs> so whoever's blue is just having a fucking panic attack. So yeah, that's honestly when you think about it, that's insane. And of course, of course, it has some type of psychological uh, psychological damage because it the box made it into the movie. Mm-hmm. And and I love how okay, so Bob while they were uh, in their writing process, quote, I'm putting huge dick fingers on this one, quote unquote. He's high as a kite and he's spaced out. And Jack is like, dude, what what the fuck? You okay? You all right? He's like, yeah, I was just imagining like the the blackest thing in the universe. And he's like, what is that? And he said, actor Victor matures hair. And he's like, oh, dude, we got to put that in the movie. <laughs> and here we are. So, yep. we, so we have the monkeys dressing all white. And they're just lost. And the director's telling them to come towards this huge bed of fake hair. It looked like some shit out of Double Dare. And they told them to jump on top of the hair and pretend they're dandruff. And the big reveal is that, yes, they are indeed in the giant scalp of Victor Mature. Uh, old school actor. I know nothing about his movies. I can't pretend that I do. I, I know nothing about the guy, but I will, I will be looking him up because he looks very interesting. And um, they vacuum him out of their hair, like, uh, and they just go into the big vacuum. Three out of the four monkeys. One of them doesn't make it. Uh, but it's like a commercial, though. It's a, it's like a TV commercial. Yeah, they had like a whole jingle and everything. It was pretty, it was pretty yeah. fucking hilarious. And um, Davy falls into a fucking void, though. He, he doesn't make it into the vacuum. And they tried. They tried to <laughs> rescue their buddy. And when Davey hits the ground, he's in like this blank area and he breaks into this amazing song and dance number. Past. And so I'm giving it a seven out of ten. I want to give it more. I like the uh, the little the, the one part where he gets quiet and you actually hear what he says, and it's kind of like heartbreaking almost. This is this this sequence right here, Daddy song. Um, it's some of my favorite editing in a movie. I mean, if you think about back in the '60s, cutting all those frames together with the, when it goes from black and or the different. Um, colors and everything mm-hmm. so it was like the white suit and the black suit and the different colors and then there's some shots where they're just like super super fast they oh, all yeah. had they had to hand edit all that stuff it wasn't like it is now right um 
And the choreographer of the movie uh, is the girl that came, comes out and dances with Davey in that shot. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? That's Tony Basil from uh, the Mickey fan. Basil from, yep. Hey, the hey Mickey, Mickey song. Song. You, Yep. I, fuck me up. <laughs> I was like, what? How old is she? Because she's, is she like a vampire? Kind of. Yeah. She's still alive. She looks decent. <laughs> right. Had um, some work done, but still. Talking about uh, editing real quick, our shots, um, we talked about the very intro where they're on the bridge and all that. Yeah. Um, and they're following that cop. That's one of the first earliest um, scenes that I remember of a long follow shot like that. Mm. It doesn't look like a lot of cuts. doesn't look like, you know, like that first shot out in uh, Goodfellas where they're following him into the, yeah. into the uh, restaurant. That's what this shot reminds me of. What's funny, the director was like, he said, because of my ego, I felt like I don't need to do any other cuts like this anymore. He did, he did nothing but long cuts for a while because he was like, he felt like he was just so fucking over it, especially from this sequence. Yeah, and then, yeah, and in that first shot, they were super close. I mean, that camera was super close to those actors. It's it's pretty. It's it, it was a good song. Like I'm 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 gonna give it a seven out of ten. What, what about you, Carrie? I give it an eight. This is one of my favorite uh, Davy Jones songs. It was uh, written by Harry Nilsson, who was a very famous, um, you know, songwriter and musician. Uh, had a lot of top albums or songs for himself too. Um, you know that song, "One of the Loneliest Number," and all that stuff. Oh shit! Wow. Yeah. So uh, they were good friends with the band, which is. Um, Surprising uh, on the last the last Monkeys album that came out a couple of years ago, there was an unused Harry Nilsson song that they started back then, and they finished it and put it on this new album with even him on it. And he's been dead for many many years, but holy shit! Yeah, this is I, I this is one of my favorite s- sequences in this movie because I mean Davy Jones is is always known as like the Broadway you know type of guy in the band, right? And his the his dancing in it, the just the editing, and then the going back and forth between the different costumes and everything, it was it was masterfully done. I think it's very underrated in as far as like how editing is done in movies. You know, I would agree. Now for Randy Duran on this parade, what what, is, what would you rate this out of ten? <laughs> Six. Ah, so all right. Besides besides the song, you might not liking the song. What did you think about the the sequence itself? The sequence itself, like now that you now that you brought my attention to it, yes, because uh, I think I I have a very contemporary mindset where it's like it's not that hard, but it, like in my head I forgot <laughs> that you had to physically cut out each frame and yeah. then tape it back together. Yeah, and you'd have burned like, the building now. You'd have quit. You're like, yeah, I'd it. have been pissed if I had to do this <laughs> by hand in front of a giant air aria. Like, oh no! And keeping the sound sync, Jesus Christ! Yeah, and keeping the sound synced. I'd yeah, be, oh, I'd be done. So once, kudos to that editor. Fuck kudos. yeah, fuck yeah. So when he's all said, when it's all said and done with the song, there's a crowd that comes out of nowhere clapping and shit, and then we have Frank Zappa with a cow, because because drugs. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's why. Yeah. I love how uh, oh Frank cracked me up though. He's like the song was pretty white, and then. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I love David's response. He's like <laughs> he's like well so am I. What can I tell you? Like I don't know. <laughs> hey, what do you want from me, dude? <laughs> And uh, you know, like he's giving like a legitimate critique on like everything. He's like, well, you know, your dancing got better. Like, yeah, rehearse. It's, it's just a funny thing. And then the the cow interjects, you know, because because of drugs. So we have this cop who uh, watches the black box just uh, emerge. By the way, guys, if this sounds like we're just having strokes, we're not. Like we're literally we're doing our best. Just yeah, following along right now. Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> so. So the cop is as watching. Best as you can. Yeah, the, the, this cop is watching this black box emerge from the ground. 
And the other three monkeys appear from, you know, whatever. Because I love how the cop is like, <laughs> honestly, 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 I would I would love this to be my police brutality. Like, I, I would please, can I have this instead of what we're having? That'd be nice. A little shove. Ugh. Oh, how Irish. Right? I like how Peter is just so offended, too. He's like, oh, I know that's the joke, too. <laughs> like, I'm well aware. Because this, this is, they made this in 1968. Police brutality. Right. Like, like I, I know that's the joke because it's 1960 fucking eight. So I, I know that they're well aware that this is the, this is, this is the joke. The fact that he got shoved in. Even him checking the mirror like, mm, police fatality. <laughs> it's That's <fun>. right. He <laughs> put that together. He does. He, was, he's like, he laid a hand on me. He was so, it's so funny to me. But anyway, but yeah, please. Can I have the Diet Coke of uh, police fatality, please? I would love that. Anyway, uh, for some just weird, weird shit. Because like, where's Davy Jones? And then like the, the Black Rifle Squadron team guys, I don't know, the Honor Guard or whoever from earlier with the mayor come out of nowhere and like with Davy and like hard cuts and then mm-hmm. they just leave like it's, it's like a, I don't know I can't explain it like a really just a rough edit to just make them get out of that situation and that that that's it it's a, it's, it's beautifully edited there too the cuts and and it's, it's like they're cut to the beat at it points it's amazing but it's so aggressive and I think that's what made the cop oh, yeah. leave he's just like oh Jesus uh, bye like he just, he just fucks off <laughs> Like, oh no, armed black men run. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I like how David goes to the bathroom and shit for whatever reason. And uh, he's like, these guys are crazy. They think I'm crazy. And he does a little shadow boxing, which cracks me up. And he sees a giant eyeball in the bathroom mirror and he flips the fuck out. And um, somehow, some way, uh, he teleports into like a, this crazy castle area, which I'm assuming, okay, is it the castle or is it the house from the show? That was the uh, castle. It's a castle, yeah. Okay. I don't think it's from the, from the show. I, I, I don't know. I just, I just had an X. I wasn't sure. And, they um, did go to haunted castles in the show, though. I will tell you that. Um, of course they did. It's a movie. It's a TV trope. Right. I mean, Scooby-Doo. That's all they do. Exactly. I thought just Rita Repulsa was going to run out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I would lose my mind. But, um, yeah, so he's, like, walking around this spooky-ass castle, and we get a jump scare of this, like, weird-ass ant. And we cut to uh, Mickey, who's like dressed as an explorer, and he basically just eats shit. He just he, he, he falls forever. I was thinking about um, was it Tommy Boy, where Chris Farley was eating shit for like forever? Uh huh. Yeah. Pretty much no, the same. Uh, Black Sheep. Black Sheep. Oh yeah, falling down that hill. Yeah. Black Sheep and Tommy Boy are basically the Mickey and, and Mikey situation for me. <laughs> like I could. Oh no. I, I was thinking also like Black Sheep heroes. Tommy Boy is much, much better than Black Sheep. Okay, so Black Sheep is the election one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and Tommy Boy is the, the, the car dealership. <laughs> it's hard, guys. The car car parts. parts. Yeah. Car parts. Callahan yeah. car parts. That's right, that's right. Auto parts. They one blur of my, together. Actually, one of my top 10 movies. I blur those together and I blur together uh, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, even though I know there's two completely different things. They just. <laughs> Same companies, different, yeah. different stories. It, they, they blur. I'm sorry, guys. I've... Same characters. I, I've indulged in things that made my brain weird. Moving on. So uh, I like how um, <laughs> thank you guys for not being too offensive because natives come out of nowhere and I get scared. I'm like, oh, here we go. And they snatch up uh, Mikey, uh, Mickey. They snatch up Mickey and like he's shackled up with uh, Mike and Paul. No, Mike and Peter. God damn it. And uh, 
You think it one day? I don't know. I'm, I'm not though. Go, go for fuck no. yourself, Randy. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. That's fine. Like it, Mickey. My notes would be terrible, by the way. So it's fine. I'm just like, yeah, I would know. That's why I'm getting mad. Like how you, you thank me that I'm like trying to navigate through this. But um, we get like this crazy ass transition because like they're all shackled up with like the natives, and then like as soon as they start talking, the natives disappear. The wall flips over back into the fucking bathroom. I'm like, whoa! I'm glad I'm sober for this because I'd have threw up. <laughs> That is some breakneck speed of a switchover. And um, basically, the cop basically tells him to fuck off, right? Because he finally just believes him or whatever. And uh, he sees Victor mature and faints in the mirror. That was just weird. And um, we have like this like goofy horror theme that pops up again, right? Because I, I, don't, I, don't I don't know how we got here. <laughs> but it was all a dream. The cop's dream, right? Or some shit. Yeah, it was a cop's dream, wasn't it? I don't. I but, was, I, but I thought, I thought, thought what we was, were uh, about to watch was the cop. I'm sorry, what are you saying, Randy? I thought it was What's-His-Face's dream because like. They he wakes up from the buzz of the telegram man at the door. Oh, I, dude, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because the telegram guy had a had a had a slave. He had like a, a chained up woman with him, and we yeah. never addressed that. He just leaves. I'm just like, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, that's important, but it's not. And like oh, all the monkeys not. like start disappearing one by one, except for um, Mike, and then Mike just fucking I don't know what happens. I guess the drugs hit him randomly. Or like he had an acid flashback, he, he like popped his back by accident, and like we go into like you know negative filters and shit, and he like he doesn't float, but he floats technically because yep. I, I don't know he they fe- had all those those silver balloons. mylar balloons and stuff yeah yeah so he starts pretending to be those balloons and he's like he he, he floats off somewhere uh, guys I don't know you know why right they all float down there <laughs> I'll take it I'll allow it I'll allow it. I'll allow it because it helps. It really it's a helps. Precursor to Pennywise. Yeah, it, it's basically what was happening, guys. And um, it turns out it was a surprise birthday party, and this pisses Mike the fuck off. <laughs> he's he's not pleased. Also, we have that song. Um, I love how the song is called "Long Title." Colon. Do we have to do this all yep. over again? <laughs> Another Peter Tork uh, song right there. I gave it a six out of ten because I was mad. At this point, I was tired of taking notes and I was mad I had to write the long title. So, I, like, in spite of this song, I gave it a six out of ten. It's really a seven, but I give it a six. What about uh, what about you, Gary? Uh, this is a uh, probably a nine for me. It's one of my favorite songs uh, from the band. Huh? I think the um, I don't know. I think I think because like when I think of sixty songs, I always think about uh, like the Doors. Or, uh, okay, well, help me out. Who, uh, what what riff is this? That boing 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 ging ging boing boing. Jimi Hendrix. In the God of Devita. That's a yeah. Oh yeah. Iron Butterfly. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, that's what I think. Anytime I think about drugs or acid, like that's the song that pops in my head. In the yeah, God this of- is a very uh, this is a very psychedelic track. It is. It is. But I I'll take In the God of Devita over. Or, is it in? The, so it's in. The, I thought it was in the Garden of Eden, but he just you just like fuck it. Uh, was, supposedly originally was it was. <laughs> maybe yeah right i don't know anymore i now have you heard like the 20 minute version of inagata davida holy that's shit the one i want to hear it yeah i want to oh, hear it now Fuck that's yeah. the one they love that's yeah that's right i need to hear that one for the sure one they roll their stuff too <laughs> <laughs> not the radio edit f that radio not the radio one is only over like six minutes the one that lasts <laughs> for 20 minutes that's that's pretty dope 
Also, uh, shout out to uh, the long version of Walk On By by uh, Isaac Hayes. That shit is forever. It's a long ass fucking song. Anyway, um, Tim Carey shows up again. Uh, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, all I saw was Nicholas Cage. Because he comes in with this weird, like, wheelchair bike contraption thing, right? And he's like doing the slow cap, the slow clap, and he's like, add a boy, Mike. And then his voice just gets more and more um, uh, special needs. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do it, guys. Mm-hmm. He, he seems stroked out. I thought he was having a stroke, straight up. I was like, okay, so his character's having a he's stroke. Like, yeah, he, his tongue's out, and he's drooling. And getting, I thought he was melting away like the rest of the room. <laughs> and they're laughing at him. And then we get inner, inner cuts of um, real people with very bad opinions on mental health. And uh, not much has changed, guys, unfortunately. That's, that was, that was right. depressing. Yep. Super depressing. I didn't realize dumb people always existed, and that was just that was just sad. And then we cut to um, you know, Asana, and there's a guru talking. We were speaking of belief, beliefs, and conditioning. All belief possibly could be said to be the result of some conditioning. Thus, the study of history is simply the study of one system of beliefs deposing another. And so on and so on and so on. A psychologically tested belief of our time is that the central nervous system, which feeds its impulses directly to the brain, the conscious and subconscious, is unable to discern between the real and the vividly imagined experience. If there is a difference, and most of us believe there is, Am I being clear? Uh, show of hands. Anybody caught anything he was saying? Because at, at this point, my brain was already mush, and it just—it I was too busy trying to figure out what the fuck was going to happen next. Anybody catch anything he was saying? Nope. Peter did. <laughs> there is no difference to the brain between the film and the reality. It's showing it. Nope. What? It like that was the one line I caught. Oh. Yep. I carry anything. Did you, did you absorb anything from that? Absorb? No, but. Um... <laughs> It just goes back to the um, the the shows like the 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 monkeys in this movie were playing their more real life counterparts than compared to like the TV series because um, Peter Tork was definitely like the most spiritual and the most uh, he's into all those kinds of things. Um, so I, I, I that's what I liked about that part. Okay, that that really explains how he was able to get like a bunch of chicks just naked in a hot tub all the time because he just confusing them with sweet guru logic. That Daddy issues. Um, whoa, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we have a suicide jumper in a bikini. If that is a scream, Daddy issues. I don't know what does. And I love how oh, yeah. uh, I love how Mickey and Mike are just like taking bets if she's gonna jump or not. And then Peter's her scream is so her, her screams are so annoying. Dude, they're very confusing because like they don't sound like she's gonna kill herself. Sounds like she's nope. like her vibrator broke off inside of her and, and she's killing herself because she can't take any more pleasure. But here we are. So I like how um <laughs> I like when Peter finds Davy, like he's still in the fucking bathroom from earlier. And I was like, if that isn't accurate with drugs, I don't know what it is. <laughs> you keep screaming at this mirror, but there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> and um I like how when Mike wins the bet, like uh who caught her? Was it Mickey, Mickey Cotter, yeah, and it was just funny because like she gets to survive, and it's just, and then they just pass her off to fucking Peter, and he's like, guys, 
I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't in on this. Oh man, it's, it gets really weird, guys, because they get trapped in the box again, right? Somehow, some way. I forgot how it happened. Yeah. Did, what, they did end up back at the factory and then walk right into the box? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it, right. It, it, it was a weird. Yeah, it was a weird tracking shot where where like where Peter was trying to chase after Mike and Mickey, and they were just going through all the scenes again. It was so weird, and they and they wound up in the black box. And like, what cracks me up, guys, is like Paul's about to talk. He's trying to Everyone's about to. Oh, sorry, fuck. Peter um is about to like try to lay some stuff out, and no one's trying to hear it except for uh, Davy. Davy's was like, guys, shut up, let him talk. <laughs> like, I'm behind you all the way. I'm behind you all the way, Peter. I got you, bro. I got you. <laughs> and then Peter talks, right? And the flame is doing like this weird trippy shit, but he's like, but I know nothing. He's he basically mirroring the same shit the Guru said. Davey's yep. like, the fuck you mean you know nothing? Like he just <laughs> turns his back on him so fast. <laughs> like you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I'm listening to you. You guys are assholes. You want to get out of this box? I'll show you how to get out of this motherfucker. And he fucking is so cute. Seeing his little man snap. <laughs> little tiny, little tiny guy breaks out of the box with a drop. <laughs> proceeds to beat this shit out of everyone he sees. Little tiny hands and feet, just like a little flurry, man, like a little little, little baby dervish running around beating up people. It, it, it was it was so just so cute, <laughs> little mosquito. But it was like watching Ant Man in action, basically. And um, it, <laughs> it was adorable. And uh, it's so cute. They get blocked up by Tim again. Tim is Tim is back yet again, and he's he's not he's not having a stroke this time. He's totally normal. He has his little posse with him, and uh, they're about to gun these guys down, the monkeys. And the monkeys materialize a cannon because, because fuck you. That's why. It's like a middle of a you know like a, a western street. It's it's hilarious. I love how <laughs> I love how Tim grabbed a body to shield himself, but still failed. Because <laughs> the smoke clears, and he's clearly using someone as a shield, but he dies anyway. I think. Well, he doesn't die. He goes down. And um, Big Vic, Victor McTour, comes out of nowhere as a giant now. And I'm, I do because I. I I didn't know who he was. I was like, does this, this guy play the Jolly Green Giant? Is that why we're doing this? Why Why is he giant? Why is he huge? What is going on? This is where the movie gets like real crazy where I can't. It's not going to make sense, but I'm just going to do my uh, best. This is where it gets really crazy? This is where it gets crazy. Because it happens it quickly. Speeds it speeds up. Yeah, it speeds up. It, it, it gets really yeah, fast. Because it it, it, like he claps. They're back in the box. Then there's a helicopter that takes the box to the fucking desert, drops the box in the middle of the desert and then like they're surrounded by all the extras and I love how the coke machine comes back for revenge (laughs) 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 it gets blown up anyway but yeah it it gets it gets nuts because somehow some way they get hit by a golf club from Big Vic and gets knocked back into the movie lot and then more random wackiness this is where I quit uh, on the note taking more random wackiness sped up Saigon execution again (laughs) Yep. War is bad. Make love, not war, right? Jesus. Enough already. Like, I'm t- I am don't want to get used to him getting shot in the head, but here we are. More channel switches. Isn't that the point of them showing it over and over again? It's mm-hmm. like, you're getting used to this. You're you're de- depicting you're, that with uh, cartoon violence and like, look, you're getting used to the violence. It's almost you're getting, there, yeah, right? You're getting desensitized to real violence. I'm not, though. <laughs> I'm not. I want to be. <laughs> I want to not care. Most people are. Fair. Yeah. We get a conveyor belt shenanigans, whatever. There's another escape sequence. Big Vic shows up again. I'm just running through the notes at this point, guys. <laughs> and um, June buggy. Yeah, like he he some he's watching himself on TV. Uh, Big Vic, and he gets he gets bored, and he kicks the TV, and it and it and it matters, 
and then somehow they're just like running away from all the extras on the film and then we get back to where we fucking began guys at the goddamn bridge at the ribbon cutting ceremony oh also real quick interesting factoid uh nesmith the football player he had a bridge named after him just interesting to me moving on who did uh the the green bay packer oh yeah 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 he has he has a bridge named after him anyway they jump off the fucking bridge yet again we're back at the beginning but no no mermaids to save him this time they're all in a goddamn fucking tank being uh escorted away by uh chillaxing uh victor mctor who i guess i guess he's the villain i don't know i don't know anymore he's the director he's something and and that's and that's head guys <laughs> that's another that was literally another 45 minutes i had to just walk away from because it was just <laughs> i don't know how we i don't know how to do it guys but what's crazy is like knowing that the the black box was like a real thing blew my mind uh and just like the more i dug the more like the more i dug into actual like you know the real life shit that went on with the monkeys and just like learning about what they went through uh shout out to the e true hollywood story i had to check that out for a crash course oh. uh it was very helpful didn't know that uh nesmith was a christian scientist and he just you know let his wife just heal from a horrific lamborghini crash off a cliff through the power of jesus that was amazing uh not too much anymore but yeah yep. no also the fact that he like uh got in a legal battle with pbs and like got a shit ton of money and his mom invented whiteout more or less yep his mom in- invented liquid paper uh that's where he got a lot of his money originally but he was also uh one of the original creators of mtv the music video television format just nuts it's fucking nuts it's just so just so fucking much of this shit is just insane dude like i'll I, tell I, you if if you follow him on social media now uh he he's doesn't give a shit about anything he'll sit there and do live streams while he's smoking pot holy shit it's so great to watch it's, <laughs> it's like he don't he does not care anymore he's, i'm old like, who's gonna stop me yeah, I'm, I'm a, that's basically I'm what national it is, treasure man. fuck you he's just... it's, he's <laughs> he is one of my favorites man I that's, love that dude. I'm gonna follow him now. That's pretty dope. If you if you have a uh, if you like him, there he did a a, a, a book. I don't want to say it's a memoir. A couple years ago, um, but there's an audio version where he reads it and just listening to some of the stories. It's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, check it out. That's that's yeah. Th- th- it's called uh, Infinite Tuesday. Yeah, totally makes sense. Makes total sense. Man, oh man, dude, uh, Carrie. Yes, sir. This was a treat, especially because I, I don't know if you've seen the catalog of stuff that we've been watching. Like, I needed, oh, yeah. I needed this. <laughs> I needed. When to... I asked you if you if you guys have ever seen this, and you said no, I'm like, okay, this has to be done because it's uh, you know, when it came out, it was not well received. It oh, didn't no. do well. Oh God. Um, it it turned into a cult classic, of course. And which, what better to sh- you know play do on your show than a cult classic movie? But yeah, I mean, it. If you never seen it, if you, cause a lot of people hear the, the the name the monkeys and they have like this saccharine, you know, sugar sweet um, image of the band, and mm. this movie <laughs> totally is is not that, and it will change your mind quickly. Um, yeah, this was crazy. Let's just get into our tallies, guys. Let's find out. Oh boy, this might be depressing. Let's find out how many people. Were- <laughs> Murdered in this film. Let's get to our body count. Oh god. That body count. That body count. Random any savage. I counted the monkeys. They're all dead. This whole thing was their afterlife. So they've been dead this whole time. Oh, four. 
I, th- I thought you were gonna count just just one for the the Saigon guy. <laughs> nope, he technically counts. He's been dead. Oh, <laughs> he's been dead. Uh, gonna... uh, he's already dead. It's time for our he was favorite. dead at the time of the recording. Yeah, touche. <sighs> it's time for our favorite subject: the nudity. Let's get skin deep. It's about to get skin deep. I just wanna see a little feet. Just show me that booty. Just a little bit of titties. Right now, right now. Ladies and gentlemen, a whopping zero unless you're into like bellies. We saw a ton of those. Uh, but but yeah. Yeah, just it is what it is. It's, I mean, no, technically nobody died, nobody nobody saw boobs or anything, which which is which is fine. A lot of drugs. Should have a drug counter. Supposedly. Supposedly. But we, allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly but, but, we, but we know guys. We come on. There's no way. There's just no there's no way. Just <laughs> It's just confection sugar, I swear, Your Honor. <laughs> it's, it's flour. We're about to fry it. It's just baking. Yeah. Just relax. But um, final verdict time, guys. Knee pads or slippers? What that means if we truly enjoy this movie, we get a maximum of two knee pads where we fall to the worship position, given the movie is just due, or we think this is a poo-poo platter of ass. We give it two hater slippers where we slide them on and uh, replay the Saigon execution over and fucking over again. Mm-hmm. Let's start with our guest, Carrie Gordon of Metal Geeks Cast. Knee pads or slippers? Uh, definitely knee pads. I. I love this movie. Um, I, I, that's one of the reasons I wanted to for you guys to feature it is because I don't think it gets the love it, it deserves. Um, it's just if you haven't seen it out, if you're listening to this episode and you are interested or confused about what you heard, <laughs> you have to you have to see it for yourself. That's all I got to say. Absolutely. Yeah. No, seriously. The, the guys in the band still make the joke because they there was like a, a anniversary they did a couple of years ago where they they played the movie and then the um, Mike and Mickey were there doing a Q&A and somebody asked him he's like what is this movie about and they don't even know so <laughs> if the people in the movie don't know what it's about there you go man it's it's for me I definitely have to give this uh, two new pads only because uh, God, it, you got to take everything as a whole. Like you can't just see the movie by itself and leave it at that. It, like there's a re- you have to look at the layers for everything to understand what the fuck you're looking at. And like for me to go on a deep dive and like go on that journey is like one of the best things I like about uh, certain movies where they allow, you know, they make you go beyond the actual film. And then uh, this is definitely a repeat watcher. Like you can definitely watch this over and over again and still like miss and catch things. Uh, which is like very important for a movie for me uh, uh, personally but like this was just like an outer body experience it was just insane to watch uh, I appreciate this because it, it was a nice little learning moment uh, I got to learn about the monkeys too which is pretty cool but uh, yeah this one I'm, I'm not surprised I missed this as a kid <laughs> <laughs> right it, it would have been a, a absolute random occurrence of events for me to actually see this as, as a kid, man. So like, yeah, but thank yeah, you. Yeah, they don't show it on they don't show it on TV very often. No, 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 no. Random, Randy Savage, knee pads or slippers? Um, you ever seen that Simpsons clip where like they show the Russian made itchy and scratchy, and they come back to like crusty? 
afterwards and he's smoking a cigarette and he's really quiet for like a second he goes what the hell was that <laughs> yes i remember that that's what i was at the end of this movie <laughs> um when you watch a movie normally uh, even with plan nine or batman v superman it's as it comes this is what you get if you have to go out and watch something else or research afterwards you did a bad job, and that's what I'm going with. Uh, two hater slippers. Come on, there's no reason for for anyone to do extra research to watch a movie, unless you just didn't care what the hell was in it. This is your movie, and I'm like, okay, well, I get, and it definitely feels like I don't want to do this anymore. It, it literally feels like somebody's somebody's having their last day at Wendy's and just shitting all over the grill and it's like fuck this place and everyone in it and it just they don't care and they throw everything in it on the fucking like ground and they're just like ah I'm not this person anymore I get that and that's fine but it's still I don't want to watch that I don't find anything enjoyable I guess we covered the spectrum <laughs> You've hurt me to my core. <laughs> now, I'm the one that's hurt here because I couldn't get Mickey, Peter, Paul, Mikey, all that shit. That, 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 that was the most painful part for me. But here we are. I made hey, it, guys. I kept my sanity. Got it. I kept my sanity. That was that was all, deep down. That, that was the most arduous task. That was the time. only like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was the only time where I was like, fuck this movie. It. Like that was the only moment uh, where I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> like, fuck the monkeys. Why couldn't they just call him George? His name was George. Why we have to have two mics? That's too close to the Beatles. God damn it. You're right, though. Right. Yeah, that's really what it was. But God damn it. <sighs> I wanted to call him George so bad, guys. Yeah, I have no idea how to. I was like, I, I, had to, <laughs> I had to make the executive decision and I blew it the whole show. But here we are. Uh, <laughs> Carrie, please, man, please plug your show. Let them know how we can find you. Sure. Uh, we have I have two shows, Metal Geeks Podcast and MSR Cast. Uh, you can find us on at metalgeekspodcast.com. We're on all the you know the places where you can download the Stitchers and Spotify and Apple Podcast or whatever app that you decide to use. It's a uh, one feed, so you can get both shows there together. And yeah, like I said earlier, we're coming up on 15 years of doing this. So That's fucking amazing. That's amazing. I'm almost to the I'm almost to the point of, of like being in head. It's like all right, I'm over this shit. Oh man, I would love to see the, <laughs> the MSR cast. The very last movie. one. Son. Just foot. <laughs> no, I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> I still I still enjoy podcasting too much to be there. Yeah, luckily it's not like a super physical task, so I think I think we can do this as long as we fucking can. I don't know, dude. Honestly, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna look like in 15 years doing this. I might I may lose my mind. I may go nuts. <laughs> I, might, I might I might go I might snap. I don't know. But uh dude, a lot of fun doing this one. You're welcome to come back anytime, man. Just let me know. Awesome. Uh Randy, any parting words, buddy? Um, no, just wear a damn mask, people. Yeah. Yeah. Real out here. Yeah, thank yeah. Thanks for having us do this in van, guys, because uh I'm telling you this right now, I'm doing all the virus movies now. I try to be I really try to be nice. Yep. I really try to be nice and not batter you over the face with it, but apparently so y'all just don't give a shit. So uh, be ready for the uh, <laughs> for the absolute wrath. Oh, yeah. Head, I got to take a break mentally, but we're, we're coming at y'all motherfuckers hard. But um, or or we're gonna do the uh, Friday Thirteen Part Four. I don't know. It's it's up in the air, guys. Stay tuned. Uh, Carrie, again, thank you so much, buddy. I really appreciate this, man. This was a lot of fucking fun. 
Uh, we will catch you Thank guys. Thank you, man, for having me. Oh, absolutely, bro. And we'll catch you guys next week. Please stop coughing on shit. Hold up.